scripture for tonight is uh, from Luke chapter 2, and uh, we will begin with verse 8. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's bow together. Lord, we do ask in these moments with all that's going on in our lives that you would help us to focus upon the importance of the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Help us to do that, will you? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. Now, I have heard people say that they have had a hard time getting in the Christmas spirit this year. I don't know any, if anybody has felt that way. Yeah, I see some heads uh, nodding with, with all the things that are going on. My Christmas spirit was tested very early on. It was uh, the week right before Thanksgiving. I was going through the drive through at Dunkin' Donuts to get my favorite coffee, and I was going to get uh, just a, a medium coffee. I waited in line. I uh, got up to the window I had ordered, got up to the window, and I didn't have any cash on me, so I got out my credit card, and uh, she handed me the coffee, and I was trying to hand her my card, and she said, oh, no. The lady right in front of you just paid for your coffee. And I said, oh, that, that is so nice. And I'm, I still had the card out. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll pay for the car behind me. And she smiled and she said, well, that'll be $8.58. <laughs> and so I, I was too far in at that point. And uh, so I said, oh, well, that's fine. And I handed it to her. And uh, then as I was pulling out, um, and it wasn't really the $6.14 difference that bothered me. Uh, it, I, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, and as I, I was coming to work here at church, 
And so I deliberately drove slowly because I felt like she would want to come and track me down and flag me over and thank me. Um, but I, I haven't seen him. So if you're here tonight and that happened to you, uh, it's not too late for you to thank me. But anyway, that, that was, uh, uh, by the time I got to church, I, I was over that. But uh, uh, it seems like, doesn't it, that this year has been just such a, a strange year. Um, Time Magazine, and I had to bring this, and maybe you've seen this, they, on December 14th, they put out a magazine on the front. It says 2020. It's got a big red X through it, and it says the worst year ever. The worst year ever. And I don't read Time Magazine, but I I glanced through it and saw many of the things. And, and of course, a lot of it had to do with, with COVID. Now, think about this time last year, Christmas Eve last year, and if, if you were here, you know that every pew was full for this service, and we were squunched close together. If you can remember, th- that night, if, if I had said some of these words to you, you wouldn't have even known what they meant, or they would have meant something totally different to you. For instance, let me give you some examples. Coronavirus, travel ban, online school, flatten the curve, comorbidity, contact tracing, face shield, super spreader, PPEs, lockdown, asymptomatic, symptomatic, stay home order, then things like sporting events without fans, present, uh, a toilet paper shortage, would you believe that? Uh, phrases like an abundance of caution that we hear all the time, we use it all the time, social distancing, quarantining, wear your mask, and Zoom meeting. They had Zoom meetings, but most of us didn't even know what it was. So is, is Time Magazine right? Is 2020 the worst year ever? Well, here's the other side of that, and that is because of some of your circumstances, and I know some of the things that, that you all have been through, for some of you, you would say, yes, it is the worst year ever. This is the worst year I've ever been through. And I think of our own family, uh, the, the, the Christmas picture that we took last Christmas, because of deaths, there, there'll be two less people in that picture this year. And so some of you, no doubt, are thinking, I agree with Time Magazine. And yet I want us to see a, a little bit of a different perspective here, and that is that it doesn't have to end as the worst year ever. So just a moment ago, uh, I read about the encounter between the angels 
and the shepherds. I want us to look at those two groups and then, then the message, the encounter. First, uh, what do we know about the angels? Well, here's uh, uh, something that I think a lot of people would say. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Now, many of you know that comes from where? It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. And you could go home tonight and you can watch that movie. It, it's a great movie. It's, it's one of my favorite uh, stories. But I have to tell you that uh, you're not going to become an angel. And so to understand the angels, you need to really... Forget about everything you've learned about them on TV or from movies because most of those things just simply are not biblical. Here's what we know about angels from the Word of God. They're scary. They are really uh, scary. Zechariah goes to the temple, sees an angel, says he was troubled, fear fell upon him, the angel said, do not be afraid. Mary, she was greatly troubled because of the angels. The angel said, do not be afraid, Mary. And then the shepherds, the angels appeared. They were filled with fear. The angel said, fear not. Now, when it says they appeared, that's really uh, too weak of a word for what happened here with the shepherds. A, a word that could be put in there is they were assaulted. That's how big a deal this was in terms of them out in their peaceful surroundings and then all of a sudden angels showing up. But it wasn't just because it was quiet and then it was loud. What it was was the glory of the Lord shone round about them. It was the Lord's presence. And that for them was a fearsome thing. So they're scary, but we also need to know they're messengers. The angels are always messengers. They would bring messages, and usually the messages were so dramatic that God wanted to make sure that he had the people's attention for what he was about to say, and so he sent this scary angel like Zechariah. You're too old, but your, your wife's going to have a baby. Mary, you're, you're a virgin. You're going to have a baby. So we can imagine that that should give us some indication of what a big and radical announcement was coming that he sent angels, not just one angel, but, but a, a host of them to tell these shepherds. Now let's look at the other characters, the shepherds themselves. We tend to think of them as uh, noble, Abraham, Isaac, Moses, David. Or we think of them like, the Christmas pageant with uh, the, the little boy in the bathrobe and the towel on the head, and they are so cute. 
That's why I was always a shepherd, because I was so cute when I was a kid. But that's not an accurate picture, really, of what the shepherds were in that day. See, in in Jesus' day, they were the lowest, the base element uh, of society. They were despised. They were mistrusted. Uh, They were the disenfranchised of the day. They were thought to be crafty, dishonest thieves. Their reputation was so bad that they weren't allowed to testify in court because it was assumed they would lie. They were also the poorest. No job paid less. Remember, when they went to see Mary and Jesus and the baby, they didn't have gifts. In terms of education, they were illiterate. So I would like to submit that for them, every year was like the year of COVID. Let me explain. If you were trying to explain to them and you said, well, you know what, we have to wear these face coverings, they would say, oh yeah, I get it. You know, as they unwrap their, their face, they, that, was, that was not a, a big deal uh, to them. Uh, or if someone said to them, it was a terrible year, we, we lost our jobs and we're, we're only getting $600 a week. And they would have said, what, you, you mean you're not working and you get $600 a week? Or they'd say, you know, we have to stay away from people, from crowds and people. And the shepherd would say, Oh, we get that. Nobody wants us around. They don't trust us. They shun us. They say we stink. Or if we said, you know what, with this COVID thing, the, the older people, they're the most vulnerable. The shepherds would say, older people? as they looked around because they were all young because none of them lived to be very old. There was no vaccine that was going to help their life. So what was the message from the angel to these who every year to them was, was a year of COVID or worse? Well, the angel shared the gospel. Very quickly, let's look at that. Verse 10, it says, The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. The good news, that that word itself means gospel. The good news of the gospel. Then he mentions great joy. Now there's all kinds of joy out there. Great joy is reserved for God's people, for those who are in relationship with God. Now how so? Well, the message went on. Glory to God in the highest. That's that's where it always begins. Not with man, but with God. And when we get those two reversed, it's a wrong focus. 
And then it goes on, peace to men. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. So what kind of peace? There would have been reason to sing if, if Jesus coming meant world peace or meant that whatever problems they were having, they would never have again. Or if, if his peace meant there's not going to be any more uh, suffering but that wasn't the case. His peace was not because the world was straightened out in general. The world in, in that day. After Jesus came, they were still under Roman rule. If anything, for Herod, it says that, that he was troubled because of the birth of this king. He was disturbed. That peace, when Jesus came, was not because their life no longer had any problems. Think about the people of Christmas. Think about Mary. She was greatly troubled. Joseph contemplating a divorce from, from his wife because of this. The shepherds, they were afraid, and they still had their problems. So the peace is not because suffering is over Think about the, the families of the boys under two that were going to be murdered. So when we talk about peace, we need to, to know it wasn't about that kind of peace. True peace is based upon a relationship with the Creator. This is how it puts it in Romans. Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's about reconciliation with God. That's the peace that is referred to. So who's it for? Which, which men? And that's, it says men with whom he is pleased. And of course, that's generic. It's men and women. If we're not careful, if you look at that phrase... It could sound like it's about earning God's favor. In other words, we do things until he gets pleased with us, and, and then his favor comes upon us. That's not it. That's not what it's talking about. It's not because of our work, not because of our obedience. If it were, none of us would be saved. Some other translations say, on whom his favor rests. Not the ones that work the hardest. Not the ones that do more good than bad. But the ones on whom his favor rests. So, which people? Who is that? Well, the angels could have gone to the theologians or the religious people of the day. The theologians would have overanalyzed it. The religious would have... Uh, uh, would, have, would have talked about it uh, too much. Or he could have gone to the powerful of the day, the wealthy and powerful, and they probably would have thought, we are being rewarded for our positions. But instead, the gospel was first given to those who lived a life worse than the year of COVID every year every year for them. Those who had nothing to offer, no qualification, no works, except bad ones. 
nothing to commend them to God. And that's grace. And that's the nature of the gospel. And that's why it's good news. The shepherds were transformed when they met Jesus. Everyone who meets Jesus in relationship is transformed. And that's why it's good news. So back to Time Magazine. 2020. The worst year ever. Maybe there is no better time to see the light than when things are the darkest. And maybe that's part of what this year is for. We don't know what 2021 will bring. If this is the worst year ever, consider this. I have just told you the best news ever. The best news is that by faith, by trusting in Jesus alone, you can have peace with God regardless of what is going on in your life. And no pandemic, no loss can ever change that. Let's pray together. Lord, it's much easier to to say than it is to believe in practice. But thank you that you are the light in the darkest of times. And though that might not change our circumstances, to believe that changes our eternity. And so, Lord, open our hearts to you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.